0: Hey everybody, this is Wolfkins here and welcome to a special bonus episode of High One Herald where I'm going to be doing a solo review of Voice of Cards, the Isle Dragon Roars. So yes, I realize this isn't technically Final Fantasy related, but it's pretty close. It is a turn-based RPG published by Square Enix that I think that some of our listeners would actually really enjoy, so I just wanted to take some time to talk about it and... I'm not going to sugarcoat this. I really loved this game and kind of just want to talk about it for a little bit. So I am flying solo today because Soloist hasn't actually played this game. So it's just something I kind of wanted to go through and basically tell everybody that you need to go play this game as soon as possible because it's pretty good. So I just wanted to... This will be a short one. uh, Just kind of a little bonus to you know, see if you're interested in something like this. So basically, concept of the voice of cards, the Isle Dragon Roars, is a turn-based RPG that does its best to blend that type of play style with a tabletop RPG. So it, it does what it can to bring that kind of D&D flavor or whatever Pathfinder or other kind of tabletop game you might play to a video game. And honestly, I think it does it really, really well. So the the whole game is told through cards. So your player characters are cards, the enemies are cards, the actual map itself is cards. So as you're kind of moving around and exploring, basically you're flipping over cards and discovering things. So say you go into a dungeon, right? And... You have one little token that you move around, and it's kind of just a basic chess piece, although you can unlock other things as you go. But you start in the dungeon, and then it's just a huge field of face-down cards. And as you kind of move through, it starts turning over the cards and revealing the dungeon, revealing all of the areas around you. So it's, it's the exploration factor is, is definitely there that you would expect from like a Final Fantasy game, but it's also that kind of tabletop. You actually feel like you're moving around and flipping over cards and just kind of playing a game at your table. Now, one thing it does do, though, that really brings that D&D flavor to it is the entire game is narrated. It's voice acted, but there's only one voice actor for everybody, and he calls himself the Game Master as you might expect from a tabletop kind of blended game. And he voices all of the people. It's basically him telling you a story. And it really kind of replicates that feeling you get of sitting down at the table to play D&D, and the DM just kind of narrates and leads you through the world. So you still make decisions, and you you, you say what your characters would say, but he narrates it from a game master perspective. So that kind of blended with the flavor of the cards just really makes it feel like you're playing one of those types of tabletop games, but you're on your Switch or your computer or your PlayStation. And honestly, it really if you're a fan of either of those genres, I think that it really works. If you're a fan of both, then definitely you need to you need to check this game out. But if you have If Even if you don't really play a lot of tabletop, but you really like turn-based RPGs, then you should also check this out. Because at its core, that's what this is. A turn-based RPG published by Square Enix. So you know that they've at least got some (laughs) background in this. And it's also from the creators of the Nier uh, saga. So if you're a fan of those games, a fan of that type of storytelling, then, again, you should check this game out. Now, speaking of storytelling, the story starts off pretty simple. And I'm not going to be doing any spoilers. I'm not going to be going through any of that kind of stuff. Just a basic overview of what the story is about. Uh, It follows the main character, whose default name is Ash, but he is the only character that you can name in this game. And he's also always referred to as the would-be hero, just to kind of get around the whole voice acting thing. He... And his monster companion, Mar, are trying to make a name for themselves and get as much riches as they can by setting out to slay the Isle Dragon. So the dragon has been terrorizing the world, and the queen has basically called for people to rally against the dragon and slay the dragon, and there's a huge gold reward for doing so. So Ash, who is basically a (laughs) not-so-well-known mercenary, decides that this is his big break. And him and his monster companion, Mara, decide that they are going to take on this dragon. Seems a little far-fetched, because (laughs) when you first meet Ash, he is not exactly the dragon-slaying type. But very early in their career, they decide, you know, we need some help. And they go around the town, and they can't really find any help until they run into... A witch named Melanie, and she kind of becomes your third main character. And if you've ever seen like the picture, like the actual title splash page for Voice of Cards, it's the three cards of Mar, Ash, and Melanie. They become your basic trio going forward through the game. And it's there's an interesting uh, dichotomy there because Melanie hates monsters, so there's a little bit of stress between her and Mar. And she also really, really hates this dragon. (laughs) So she is definitely on your side to try to kill this thing. So that's the basic plot. And I, I don't mean for it to sound overly simple, because the plot itself has some really good moments, some nice twists, turns you might not expect. And by the end of it, I feel like the narrative of this game, even though the premise starts out kind of simple... The the overall package by the end of this game is amazing. There were times in this game where like I could literally like there there was something that happened and I I could feel like my heartbeat. I was like whoa what? So I'm I'm not I don't want you to be turned off by how simple that sounds. You know just oh slay the dragon get some gold because there is way more to it. There's way more depth to the story than that. And there's way more depth to these characters, too. Overall, this has been, in my opinion, one of the best RPGs i played in a very long time. Just the characters are, are fleshed out by the end of this. They're very well thought out. It's got your traditional Japanese mixture of, you know, goofy and really cool characters that you meet along the way. And... It's, uh, it was, it, it, it was good. I mean, I'm, I don't, I don't mean to just keep harping on that and coming back to it, but it was a very, very good narrative driven game, which you would have to expect from something whose main concept is blending something like D&D with, with an RPG. I mean, those are two powerhouse storytelling vessels right there. So when you put them together, yeah, you're going to get. What I think is an amazing product. Now, for those of you that really like collecting things or are those people that are, you know, perfectionists or 100%ers, uh, there is a lot to find in this game. And I, I've actually gone through, I've platinumed it, I think I mentioned on a recent episode. So I found everything. But you have what's called your collection in this game. And like I said, everything is a card. Your enemies, all the characters you meet, everything is presented as a card. As you meet characters, as you encounter monsters, you then get that card for your collection. But every card in the game has a flip side. So when you go into your collection, you pick a card, it'll have like some details about the card, like a little story, like a little extra narrative about the person, and then, or the monster. And then once you meet certain criterias, with monsters, it's typically, I think, battling them three to five times or something like that. Characters are usually story-related, how many times you've talked to certain NPCs or where you are in the narrative with the main characters. You unlock the flip side of the card. So once you once you encounter them the first time, you get the front side, and it's just a little narrative blurb. And then once you hit those criteria, you get the flip side. and to to get all the trophies, you have to get all the flip sides to all the cards. But it's, it's also very worth it, because the flip side is always very interesting. So even with monsters, say you'll get a monster, and it'll give you the basic details about the monster, what they are, but the flip side always has some kind of, like, interesting twist that just makes the monster feel more grounded into this world, or more interesting. Something that you didn't know and a lot of the times didn't expect especially with some of the npcs and small spoiler some of them are quite dark so there's there's one i'm not going to tell you who it is but there's one npc that you read the front side story and it sounds very normal and then you flip it over and it's got a very dark twist to it and it, that it, it's like that through a couple of them and it's just very intriguing it made me want to hunt down and get all the flip sides to all these cards it's fun though like as you build out your collection uh, items as well fall into this collection and everything is so very neatly organized it makes it very satisfying to to complete that collection because i hmm, i like to 100 percent things if i can but i don't need to like I don't have that desire. I have to do it. But the way the collection is presented in this game, I was I was very much pushed to do it because I was like, oh, I want to see the flip side of that card. I want to see what the little twist is with this NPC. You know, I just I oh I'm missing one item. I need to go find that item. So it really kind of pushed me and kind of motivated me to become one of those collectionist completist type people with this game. And it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And it didn't take that long. The the game itself is not a very long RPG in terms of length. I'd say it's probably more along the lines of one of your older Final Fantasies. So I beat this game in roughly the same time it's taken me to get through the Pixel Remaster of Final Fantasy four. You know, it's it's not a long one. It's you're not looking at one of your hundred hour epics or sixty hours or anything. You could probably platinum in this game in under 20 hours. And I think that's about what I was at. You know, there's a trade-off there. Some people really, really, really like their long games. Some people, you know, like the shorter ones. I kind of like the shorter ones just because of how crazy life can get. But for what I got, for the price I paid for this, those were an amazing 20 hours. And I could not put this game down. Like... There's a reason I'm doing a solo review episode of this, because A, I just wanted to keep talking about it, and B, I want as many people to experience this game as possible, because so far, it has been my favorite game of this year. (laughs) So And there's been some great games that's come out this year, and Endwalker will probably pass it. But so far, this has just been the game that I have enjoyed the most. So I just, I really... Want to put that out to our listeners because I know that, you know, if you're listening to a Final Fantasy podcast, you at least have some kind of love for the RPG genre. So I really, really think that this might be something that you would be interested in. So if anything that I've said so far has sounded interesting to you, it's definitely worth checking out. I do think they have a demo available, or at least they did on the Nintendo Switch for sure before it came out. And you might still be able to get that. If nothing else, if nothing else, I recommend you pick up that demo and give it a try just to see if you like it, because there's something about this game that is just unique and beautiful. So the way that it's presented seems a little weird at first with the cards, and the battle system is just a turn-based RPG. Like, there isn't really a random element to it. You don't have a deck that you draw cards out of. It's just everything on the board is cards. There's certain random effects that roll dice, but there's not like a, you know, draw mechanic that you might expect from a game like Magic the Gathering or something like that. At first, it seems like, well, I don't necessarily understand why everything has to be cards, but there's something about the presentation that just really, really works for this game. Again, if that's something you were worried about, that the combat might feel a little more random or RNG, Take that off the table, too. It's, this is literally going to play like one of your older Final Fantasy games that uh, is based on speed and not like an active time battle. So basically, your speed determines who goes first, and it's, it's turn-based like that as opposed to, you know, the ATB bar or anything along those lines. But another thing that, and I said this before, this game is beautiful. Another thing that adds to that and you might expect this, is the music from this game is absolutely breathtaking. Like the GM at the very beginning says, we recommend you play this with the sound on and you should listen to him because the music is just as big a part of this game and as big a part as drawing you into this world as anything else. And it's just beautiful. It's gorgeous. I believe they've released the OST as a like a, download that you can get now and <laughs> i cannot i'll probably buy it as soon as i finish doing this because it's just I, I would just listen to the music i could find myself just kind of standing still or listening to it in the battles just because the music was it, it's on par with final fantasy music in my opinion and everybody knows how much i love final fantasy music if you've listened to this show it's on par, and actually I would consider adding this into my Final Fantasy playlist because it's, it's adjacent, but it's, oh man, I, I'm hearing some of the music in my head right now as I'm kind of talking through this, and it just makes me want to boot this game back up, <laughs> which is sad because I've platinumed the game, so I literally have nothing else to do in this game besides replay it, which I might do. <laughs> this is one of the very few games that I've actually considered replaying right after I beat it. So, yeah. I have hyped this up a lot. So if you end up trying it and you're disappointed, I apologize. (laughs) But there's nothing I can do about it because I have only given you my absolutely pure, true, positive thoughts about this. Like, I, there's not much I have negative to say about this game, and if Soloist was here, he would point out that I don't have a lot of negative things to say anyway. (laughs) But regardless of that... This game was just everything I was looking for. Actually, it's not everything I was looking for because it kind of took me by surprise. They announced it, and I thought, okay, that's interesting. I'll check it out. I had absolutely no expectations going into this game, and it ended up blowing me away. And I'm really hoping that this is some kind of new series they do. I really would love to see more games in this. It doesn't even have to have the same characters, just the concept, the art style, everything about this. I just want to see more of. I want to see more voice of cards in the future. And I really hope we do, which is why I'm doing this podcast, because I want everyone to go out and try this game, fall in love with it like I did, buy millions of copies and get us a sequel. (laughs) That's my ultimate goal here. That's, you know, I'm being a little sly. Sorry. But all that being said, and like I said, this is going to be a short one. I kind of just wanted to rave about it for a while. But if you are interested in tabletop role playing, if you are interested in Final Fantasy, if you are interested in turn-based RPGs, if you're interested in amazing music, if you're interested in stories that get pretty deep, funny at times, surprising, and often heartbreaking, then this is the game for you. And I definitely think you should check it out. If you do, and you like it, send me a tweet, send me a DM at Wolfkins on Twitter. I want to know. If you listen to this and decide to try it, I want to know what you think, even if you end up hating it. I just, I just want to know. I won't agree with you, but I want to (laughs) know. But, With that, I just... uh, That'll bring this one to a close, like I said. A little bit shorter, but all I wanted to do was put this out there and make sure that as many people as possible that would find this game interesting, give this game a try. And don't sleep on it just because of the card thing, because I, I know that that can sometimes turn people off because of the fears of RNG. Don't let that scare you away. Don't miss out on this experience. At least try the demo, because... It is great. But with that, I think that'll bring this one to a close. Uh, If you want to follow up with us any more, you can follow me at Wolfkins, or you can follow the show at Highwen Herald on Twitter, or you can go to HywinHerald.com where you can find all of our past episodes and show notes. We will be back next week with a regular episode. We've got a lot to talk about. So I look forward to seeing you and talking to soloists then. See you later.